Um, I know it's a, it's a tough job and you're all volunteers and we certainly appreciate all of your work on continuous improvement. Um, and so first I think I want to start kind of actually with the same priority you talked about is finance. So I just wanted to touch on um, just a reminder that part of our contractual agreement is to reach a 20% reserve at the end of year five. And so um, with that in mind, that, that will be important to reference throughout um, and, and just kind of revisit developing that fund balance. Um, you would be on track if you ended this fiscal year with a 5% reserve. Um, NEO has authorized, let's see, eight schools that have started in the past few years and none of them have ended um, at all in the negative. Uh, and so we want to make sure to continue to um, work together to make sure that the schools meet the fund balance goal. Nothing is worse than to finish the first year and then find that um, the resources are becoming depleted and you can't offer the level of program and servicing that you really need to based on the student needs. Um, this, just a reminder, as your enrollment is growing, that is the point that you add to your balance because once you reach your maximum enrollment, it's much harder to be um, saving, putting money aside to build a reserve, right? So, um, so this really is the time to be thinking about um, shoring up a reserve. In addition, you always want to be mindful that you do have a grant, a charter school startup grant, and so you want to make sure that um, you're planning ahead, that three to five year window, look ahead, so that when, when you no longer have those grant funds, all of a sudden it's not a shock to your whole system and you end up with this huge decrease. I mean, we do see schools, um, fund balance goes dip a little when, after the grant, um, but, but we wouldn't want to see a big decline and then your ability to meet the needs of the students be somehow affected by that. So just reiterating, right now, absolutely huge priority is focusing on the finance um, and you know, maybe even revisiting your fund balance policy and, and thinking about really how are you gonna use that policy to help you make decisions over the next um, course of the next five years uh, to eventually reach that 20% reserve. And why that 20% reserve? As we know in Minnesota, we can never tell what the government's gonna do in terms of holding back funds. And that kind of gets back to the importance of the cash flow statement. And that's very helpful to have that look over the year to see how the cash will flow when it's coming in and going out. So that, and um, it's very common for schools to have a line of credit to cover shortfalls, short-term um, needs for cash. And, um, and that's, there's, I think most, most charter schools have a line of credit to be able to cover those um, short-term cash flow needs. But, but you always wanna have that year view to find out when would that be potentially. Um, and so just to your point, thinking of even your lease payment and all of that, it'd be very helpful now to see that cash float out throughout the year so you can be aware of, of how that will ebb and flow. Um, so I, I think, um, and, and then I just wanted to say it's a very good idea um, as you are you know, kind of transitioning from a founding to a governing board and thinking about incorporating more of your constituency to have that finance committee so I, I think you're absolutely on track there in getting a finance committee going um, and, and thinking about who actually has expertise in your community, whether it's parents or wh whoever, whoever has that level of expertise to help um, serve on that committee 
to make sure that you have really good um, eyes on, on the finance. And so, so I just wanted to start with that, That's, that I agree that it really is a priority of a, of a new school. Um, second, I wanted to talk a little bit about, since you had talked about training requirements, um, and so as Dan and Rizwan know, we share a Google document and um, you keep us posted about what about new board members. Whenever there's a new board member, you enter that in. We know when they start. We know when their term ends. Um, and then you also post whether they've had the background check and their training, whether they've had their training. So that is the document that we share. Um, and so we really look to that to stay up to date. And in addition, we do an annual review um, to make sure that all of the documents, it's really a ver verification process. So we know, for example, that you have met your training requirements. Um, but I did want to point out that sometimes it's difficult because we communicate with you, right? And if there is a parent concern, our policy is always to send the, or, or any constituent, it's always to send them back to the school leadership to resolve the issue. Um, and then if they feel they can't together resolve the issue, um, then of course we will work uh, to you know, uh, conduct fact finding um, and, and make sure that the issue is resolved. Um, and so I just really appreciate all of your work with the community to resolve whatever issues um, that, that people raise and, um, and then just, you know, make sure that you're being responsive um, to the community. And um, so that's why I think, um, you know, so I, I just wanted to be clear about lines of communication with the authorizer and how, how that goes. Um, and so again, if we, if we receive a concern, we will always send um, the complainant to back to the school leadership. Uh, because we really value autonomy and responsibility, and, and we have faith that everyone is working in the best interest of meeting the needs of the students, and that you will all together resolve the issue. Um, but again, if it can't be resolved, um, you know, for sure, definitely, then we will um, step in as an authorizer and conduct our fact-finding, and, um, and then reach a determination about next steps together. So. Um, just wanted to clarify a little bit of lines of communication. I think sometimes there can be a lot of dysfunction if an authorizer becomes like the key communicator with your constituency. And so um, that's not what we do. So I just wanted to kind of clarify that. Um, and then I think the, the third key point then is, um, is really thinking about, you know, you do have three years to hold an election. Um, the school within the school, by statute, needs to have the election within three years of operation. But I really applaud you for thinking about how um, how you can, you know, most effectively work together with the community. That doesn't mean you have to wait three years, you know. Um, but but that is you, there is a three year window. Um, that said, I know that you already um, have talked about that in your bylaws. Um, about bringing a parent and a um, teacher who is teaching at the school on in order to meet um, the requirements of the bylaws. And, and I realize that, you know you can't do that until you have a school because you don't have a parent of a student at the school and you don't have um, a teacher at the school yet. So, so I, I would expect you know, I, that you would be addressing that issue um, soon. And so I guess 
trying to think if there's any other key point I wanted to make. Um, as you know, we, we regularly give the board feedback on many different areas, um, and, and so it's encouraging to see the continuous improvement um, in some of these areas. And, and I guess also um, the other, I guess one final point is just really think about too, like when there is, when there is like a health emergency or some other emergency, um, and, and somebody's not able to communicate to everyone, um, you know, making sure that the second in command, there is a second in command to be able to, um, you know, be um, present to, to inform people about what happened. Um, you know, I, I realize, you know, that um, those things can happen and so, but be thinking about, you know, typically it's the vice chair um, who can step up and let people kind of know what's happening and be in touch um, when there is an emergency. Um, so, so I guess that would be just something else again, you know, um, I, would, I would expect and trust and know that you will be thinking about it. Um, what else? Anything else? Um, yeah, so we do see, so your website's in full compliance, and we do see your board meetings posted on your website. I did not see this one on the website until, I think, until recently. I'm not sure, right? I don't, I don't know. The agenda um, was posted. Agenda was posted. Oh, okay. So, which is, which is good, but then there's the other tab that didn't, so it might have caused some confusion. Oh, I see. There's a couple yeah. tabs, so I probably didn't look at the yeah. right place. So, a good thing maybe is to yeah. So I guess just, you know, make sure to double check um, since that is, you know, your information that you put on the website obviously is here as well. Um, so, but putting it on the website makes it even more accessible to people outside of the school community. And so, um, just remind, remembering to post any change or, um, you know, three edit if there is a special meeting like today, make sure to post it three days in advance. Um, to let people know. So I think that those are the key. Do you have any questions for me? Um, it was really exciting to come the first, I think I came like, was it the first week of school Friday? And it felt like a school that has been in operation for five years. I mean, really, I, I walked into every single classroom and the pace of learning was impressive to me for a brand new school. I mean, the, the teachers were moving at a um, good pace, and students were focused, and it was and it was clear what they were teaching. You know, I mean, that shouldn't be, be something that is a surprise necessarily the first week of school. But but I mean, it, it, we don't always see that. So it was really exciting to see um, the pace of the of the learning and teaching, uh, and so so it was very exciting to see, and I appreciated being able to visit. So, if you no other question for me, I guess those are the key points. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy, for uh, coming here and then sharing your thoughts with us. So, really appreciate it. Um, next agenda item we have is a board structure. So, as Wendy has mentioned, uh, so let me repeat. Started again, so as we, we, I have mentioned it before that this is our first year and it's the very beginning of this school. And uh, 
that there is a definition that I think we need to understand. There's a founding board and then there's a governing board. So this is a founding board, a very strong board that's uh, working towards the uh, success of this school. So, um, and as Wendy has mentioned, that by law we are not required to have any election for next three within the like by the end of three years of being operations. However, in the interest of this community and in the interest of um, the students, uh, I would like to propose to the board that we should have, uh, and, and it's actually according to our bylaws as well, which is kind of mis, can, can, be, can be misunderstood uh, between governing board and, and, and the founding board. However, I would like to make a uh, suggestion to the board to, to open up the discussion and we can vote on it, that I would like to have a parent or legal guardian from the community to be part of the board member, and uh, an existing licensed teacher from the school to be part of the board member. Hence, we increase the board size from five to seven. Uh, so I would like to open up the discussion to the board uh, to make the recommendation or suggestion to that. I think that's an excellent idea. Um, you know, I, I attended the curriculum night, and one of the things I took away was that the parents are incredibly happy to have their children here. And I've never seen kids, and I would not, as a child, have wanted to program, <laughs> right? To do schoolwork on my off time would have been absolutely out of my mind. It's just wonderful to see. I work in the science, so I work in the in a technical field, and uh, I think that uh, the community here is absolutely great. Shall we receive some uh, requests from parents and teachers? Uh, what will be the process of choice? How we will do this? This is what we really need to think about. There's no doubt that com the community sharing within the board is just a great idea. But how we will do this? And how we will regulate the process? Uh, and how many board members we need to have after having parents and teachers? And this is the questions which we need to, to talk about. Yeah, so we'll go to that. However, I would like to get the approval uh, from that everybody agrees on that we should have the, the community members, a parent and legal guardian to be part of the board member and the teacher to be part of the board member. If that's so, then do I hear a motion to approve and, and increase our board size from five to seven? And then we can talk about the process in the next. Okay. So I make a motion to uh, have a committee of community members to the board. And a teacher as well, yes. One community member and a teacher. Yes. I second. You are uh, all in favor? Yes. Okay. So we have uh, approved the addition of the two new board members, one from the parent and legal guardian from the uh, community, and uh, one from the existing teacher. Now, I, I would like to have a volunteer from the board that will uh, work with another board member, committee, committee, and work with our executive director to come up with a plan that. Uh, we may, we may have to, this is again suggestion, so you may have to interview the teachers, uh, find out what their interests are and how they can serve the board. 
Um, also, we have talked about the communities, the financial communities, the most important one that we will discuss and, and whatnot. So I would like you to work with the executive director to meet with the parents and legal guardians within the community, understand what their strengths are and what they can help us in the board. Sure. Right? And uh, I would like to see uh, that process defined, outlined in our next board meeting so that we can discuss the process and then continue with the day. And again, once we have that, then we can have the board, uh, the, the parents, uh, the se few selected ones that what you guys will select after interviewing with them, uh, to come to the board, present themselves, and uh, uh, let us know that why they would bring any value or what, what kind of value they can bring to the board and to the schools. At that point, we can discuss the, uh, the appointment of the board membership. Um, yeah, I think maybe we should put it not necessarily. Eventually, we will have elections. As we open up these board seats, perhaps we should have even more community involvement than we are now. Yeah. And have have the community at least nominate somebody. Sure. And, and give their give really their voice to the process so that they know that we do want their opinion. So yeah, so I would I would like uh, yeah. So that's a very good suggestion. So, uh, who, who will be the lead uh, from this? Or who would volunteer to be a lead for this work? So you can be a lead. Uh, anyone that can partner with uh, Sam to work on this. So next meeting, we would like the board would like to see the the process that we are going to follow. Detail one outline. Please outline it to us that whether it's going to be the resume intake and then interviews, or you will be partnering with parents and, and teachers. So I would we would like to see the the plan and how we are going to process. Right? So would you the plan and Samer uh, would like to move? We have three um, letters that were sent in. Meeting, I think we can have the vice chair lead the meeting, and at that point, we can appoint the new um, 
Yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's, it's my delight. It's my, it's my, I'm very proud to, to have served this board for uh, last year or so. And uh, it, it's a dream come true when Mr. Dan and Shannon, you guys have spent the last two uh, awesome jobs uh, bringing this dream come true and uh, having this wonderful school started. Thank you for your time.
um, quite a few outstanding things that need to be done to the building. And so um, that's one concern I have about the lease agreement. Um, meaning from everything from um, putting our entrance, definitely our, there's supposed to be a door that goes from the main hallway into our school that was supposed to be up on 818. And there was a couple other things, meaning fixing screens on our, Fixing the heat in the building, putting thermostats up, um, and just for, <clears throat> and a lot of other stuff. Uh, toilets not working, overflowing, um, and there's quite a big thing. Some other things too, but like uh, getting an air quality control check. Getting uh, a water control check done. These are some of the big issues that I need the board to help me address with the landlord because it's not being done. And this letter was put out on 8-18-2016. And I still have some of these things going. When I do call, it's I'll get to it tomorrow. And I'm constantly doing this, and parents are getting upset with this, and I'm getting upset with this, so I definitely need the board to help me execute this. Um, a lease agreement. So I wanted to put that on record that we talked about it today um, because these things need to be completed because we pay a lot of rent to be in this building. So uh, since we already had a discussion about this, uh, there should be a certain thing that you should do. You should arrange a meeting or something. Yep, we do that. Yep, and I think it's uh, the next meeting they said they would meet, but I think definitely a board member should so we keep holding the landlord accountable okay. uh, because they agreed to meet with the parents, but I know the parents will talk to them on PTA, but I think the board needs to also be present so they know that we need these things done. This isn't like um, something that just can be, we'll get to it another day or we'll get to it because I've been trying since August and earlier to get this done. So I need the board to also be involved in helping get this stuff fixed because it's the kids here that need this stuff. Um, we're looking at having it on Thursday. I'm asking the PTA what will work best for the parents. And then hopefully we can get one of you to come to the meeting and be there so we can talk to the landlord so you can get the feel of we need this stuff done. I want to keep good relationship with the landlord. We have a good relationship with the landlord, but I just, I'm worried most about the kids and their safety and health and that stuff. So I just wanted to bring that up so I hear that you'll come to the meeting soon. Yeah, I'll alert you to the time, and if necessary, I can, I'll take PTO whatever it takes. Yeah. Okay, no other. If there's no other comments that I would um, like to hear a motion to extend the meeting. Okay. I make a motion to extend the meeting. Second. All in favor? Meeting has been adjourned. Thank you very much for the wonderful attendance. Thank you very much. <laughs>